All right, Wrestling With Theology fans, it is time for Pro Wrestling America. April 28th, Target Center, Minneapolis, Minnesota. I would give the number for the episode, but it really doesn't make a difference after this week because next week we do go to having Confessional Corner, Pro Wrestling America, and Digging Deeper all in the same week and weekly from there on out. So that number just gets to be crazy after a while. So we are just Pro Wrestling America, again, from the Target Center, Minneapolis. But let's look back at the last couple of weeks, the last double weekend of house shows leading up between podcast cards. April 16th, Fergus Falls, Minnesota. Raven defeated Honky Tonk Man as that feud begins to heat up. Great Kabuki defeated Rasta de Vuduman. Buzz Sawyer defeated Iron Mike Sharp. Steve Carino defeated Jerry the King Lawler. Billy Gunn and Eric Embry defeated the Sawyer Brothers. And American Tag Team titles on the line. Iceman King Parsons and Brickhouse Brown defeat the dangerous duo to become the new American Tag Team Champions. The next night, we're in Alexandria, Minnesota. Honky Tonk Man and Raven facing each other again, but ending up in a double countout. Kurt Henning defeated Brickhouse Brown. Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels defeated Jushin Liger. Rick Rude defeated Stone Cold Steve Austin. Terry Funk defeated Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert. And in the main event, Chris Candido and Rick Rude defeated Dirty Dutch Mantel and David Von Erich in a brilliant tag team match. The next weekend, April 23rd, Brainerd, Minnesota. Honky Tonk Man vs. Raven. Double disqualification this time. Brett Wayne Sawyer defeated Shane Douglas by countout. Gold Dust and Rasta de Voodoman defeated Kurt Henning and Austin Idol. In a non-title match, Jesse James Armstrong, the American heavyweight champion, defeated Jimmy Golden. Billy Gunn defeated Eric Embry. Gentleman Chris Adams defeated Terry Funk. And in the main event, another non-title match as the American tag team champions Newly crowned the weekend before, Iceman King Parsons and Brickhouse Brown defeat Dirty Dutch Mantel and David Von Erich. April 24th, we're in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Honky Tonk Man gets a clean win over Raven this time. Dangerous Doug Gilbert and Mance Warner fight to a double countout. David Von Erich defeated Great Muda. Stone Cold Steve Austin avenged his loss the weekend before by defeating Rick Rude this weekend. And then in a cage, American heavyweight title on the line, Jesse James Armstrong successfully defends his title against Billy Gunn. So now that leads us up to Target Center, April 28th. And some changes in the roster. First of all, three firings from the PWA. One from just walking off and saying he's had enough of it, that being Shane Douglas. So now the dangerous duo is no more. The others are guys I just could not figure out what to do with, so I got rid of them as they were just fodder on the roster. Those would be Dangerous Doug Gilbert and Mance Warner. So that opens up a little bit of room in the salary cap. So I bring in two more tag teams. Tag teams that could have had a better run if A, Vince would have done anything 
with PG-13, even renaming them instead of having them be the token white members of the nation of domination for like two weeks. And State Patrol, I think, would have had a great run had WCW kept the U.S. tag team titles. But State Patrol, Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker and Lieutenant James Earl Wright, and then PG-13, J.C. Ice and Wolfie D., both coming in to the PWA. Opening match of the card tonight, Raven versus Honky Tonk Man. Honky Tonk Man and Raven tear into each other throughout the match. While referee Jerry Calhoun is distracted by sunshine, gentleman Chris Adams slides into the ring from the crowd and nails Raven with a superkick. Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert comes down to the ring and throws Adams from the ring. Honky Tonk Man grabs his guitar and smashes it over Gilbert's head. As Raven gets back to his feet, Honky Tonk Man executes the shake, rattle, and roll to get the pin. Adams and Sunshine celebrate with him. Your winner, Honky Tonk Man, in a time of 7 minutes, 12 seconds. Sunshine grabs the mic and offers her valet services to Honky Tonk Man to keep an eye on him and have her men there to have his back. Hot Stuff by Donna Summer begins to play, and Missy Hyatt appears on the entrance ramp. She makes the same offer to Honky Tonk Man. As he contemplates a decision, Gilbert gets back to his feet. He throws a fireball into his face, telling him he took too long to decide. Adams puts Sunshine behind himself to protect her from another fireball. During all this, Raven has crawled to the corner. Gilbert extends his hand to him and makes a similar offer to Raven. Raven looks at Missy, who gives herself a little playful hug. Raven gets to his feet and shakes Gilbert's hand. Adams goes for a super kick on Gilbert, but Gilbert catches his foot. Gilbert spins him around and nails him with a back suplex onto the shattered remnants of the guitar. Raven grabs Sunshine by the hair and drills her into the mat with even flow. Gilbert and Raven leave the ring to join Hyatt at the top of the entrance ramp while the crowd boos heavily. The next match, debut match for the State Patrol as they face also debuting PG-13. And both teams make great strides to show why they deserve to be in the PWA. The match ends after Lieutenant James Earl Wright nails J.C. Ice with a shoulder tackle when Ice jumped off the turnbuckle with a double axe handle. Your winners, State Patrol, in a time of 15 minutes, 55 seconds. Next match has Brett Wayne Sawyer facing off against Rasta the Voodoo Man. Referee David Manning had his hands full trying not to count both wrestlers out. Rasta dominates the match inside and outside the ring until Brett moves out of the way of a running lariat against the ring post. Brett capitalizes on the momentary injury, slamming Rasta's arm repeatedly into the ring post, the steps, and the guardrail. Manning tells Brett to get the match back into the ring, but Rasta nails both of them with a wild left-arm lariat. Rasta rolls Brett into the ring. He climbs up onto the ring apron, but he's quickly pulled off by Buzz. Buzz nails him with a pair of handcuffs. Then he slaps the handcuffs on Rasta's injured arm and connects the other end to the bottom of the guardrail. Manning rolls into the ring while Rasta struggles to get free. Buzz leaves the ringside area. Manning ends up counting Rasta out and raising Brett's hand in victory. 
Your winner, Brett Wayne Sawyer, by countout in a time of 7 minutes, 25 seconds. Rasta finally breaks the chain on the handcuffs and slides into the ring. Brett climbs out on the other side. Rasta continues to chase him back to the entrance ramp, but he's ambushed by a spear from Buzz that takes both of them off the ramp and through a table. Brett celebrates his win, but he's blindsided by Iron Mike Sharp. Sharp picks Brett up in a military press slam and tosses him on top of Rasta as Buzz climbs onto the ramp. Sharp attacks him and pounds on him with right hands until security separates them. Security moves Sharp down the aisle to the ring. He continues challenging Buzz to a match. Buzz makes his way down to the ring. Sharp attacks him as he gets onto the ring apron. He snaps Buzz's neck over the top rope. Buzz struggles to stay on the ring apron, but Sharp knocks him off with a springboard back elbow off the middle turnbuckle. Buzz falls to the floor. Sharp climbs onto the turnbuckle and leaps off with a double axe handle across Buzz's back. Sharp sends Buzz head first into the ring steps before rolling him into the ring. Sharp climbs the turnbuckle and leaps off with a flying elbow drop to get the pin in a time of 5 minutes, 34 seconds. Next match, Chris Candido versus Kurt Henning. Earlier in the evening, Candido challenged Henning to a match. Henning gladly accepted the challenge, but he added the stipulation that the loser loses his place in the world heavyweight title division. Candido checked with me before accepting. I expressed my agreement with the stipulation, so he readily agreed. Henning came out to the ring first. Candido's music begins playing, but he's nowhere to be seen. Two full minutes pass with his music playing, but Candido never appears. The Jumbotron finally lights up with footage from earlier where fallen angel Christopher Daniels attacked Candido in the dressing room area on the way to the ring. The EMTs went to check Candido out, but Candido refused to let them check him in. I appear on screen to tell Candido that he must be checked out or he loses by forfeit. Candido concedes. The EMTs clear him and he makes his way out to the ring. Henning meets Candido in the middle of the aisle. They brawl until Manning breaks him apart, telling Henning to get back in the ring. Henning turns toward the ring and takes a couple of steps before Candido breaks free and blindsides him with a forearm to the back of the head. Candido rolls Henning into the ring. Manning calls for the bell. Candido and Henning battle back and forth for 15 minutes without gaining much of an advantage over the other. Candido looks to have everything in hand after that point, but Henning reverses an Irish whip into the turnbuckle. As Candido staggers out of the corner, Henning sets him up for the perfect perfect plex, and gets the win. Your winner, Kurt Henning, in a time of 16 minutes, 45 seconds. Henning leaves the ring as Candido looks around in shock and amazement. He realizes that he just lost his spot in the World Heavyweight title division in a split second. He grabs the microphone and demands the match to be a best of three falls match. Henning shakes his head and continues up the entrance ramp and heads back to the dressing room. Candido throws a fit in the ring until Man Manning tells him to get out of the ring. Candido refuses. Iceman King Parsons, the television champion, who had the next match anyway, comes down to the ring. Iceman grabs the microphone from Candido and tells him to get out or he'll be beaten a second time that night. Candido slaps Iceman and begins to brawl with him. 
Dirty Dutch Mantell runs down to the ring and joins in the attack on Iceman. Brickhouse Brown and Gentleman Chris Adams come down and join the fray. Finally, security separates everyone. Manning instructs everyone but Iceman and Mantell to go back to the dressing room. Now we have the television title match. Iceman King Parsons defending the title against Dirty Dutch Mantell. Once the ring is cleared, Manning calls for the bell for the match. Mantell and Iceman continue to brawl against each other for the entire time limit. It seemed that they got so caught up in trying to beat the snot out of each other, they forgot all about the time limit. Security has to come down again to separate the wrestlers after the match is over. Time limit draw after 15 minutes. This is not going to be the end of Iceman and Mantell, I can tell you that much. The next match had Rick Rude against David Von Erich. Rude and David had a great match that had the audience on the edge of their seats. Since they are both heels, the audience just enjoyed them beating on each other. Rude almost had the match won with Rude Awakening, but David kicked out right before Calhoun could get the three count. Rude continues to go after him, but another split second, David gets the iron claw on Rude. And Rude has nowhere to go. He finally has to submit your winner, David Von Erich, in a time of 16 minutes, 19 seconds. The next match, Eric Embry versus Terry Funk. Funk begins the match by throwing Embry out of the ring. They brawled outside the ring until Funk crushed Embry between the ring steps and the ring post. Rolling Embry into the ring, Funk signaled for the pile driver and spiked him into the middle of the mat, for the quick win, Terry Funk gets the pin in a time of 5 minutes, 21 seconds. When the ring is cleared, Hot Stuff by Donna Summers plays again. Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert and Missy Hyatt come out to the ring. Gilbert starts complaining about how horrible the booking is in the PWA and the unfairness that I would fire his brother Doug. Eddie continues to complain that there is no reason why he shouldn't be in the main event tonight to take what rightly he deserves, the World Heavyweight title. Dueling Bases begins to play. That would be Dueling Banjos, but on bases. I come out and propose a deal. If he defeats a wrestler of my choosing, I will add him as a third man in a triple threat match for the World Heavyweight title tonight. Gilbert readily agrees, saying that there isn't a man on the roster he can't easily beat. The glass breaks, and Austin comes out, setting up the match between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert. Gilbert begins to back away as he stom- as Austin stops to- stomps to the ring. He climbs through the ropes, and Gilbert shoves Missy toward him. Gilbert climbs out of the ring. Missy tries to sweet-talk the rattlesnake, but he is having none of it. He turns to Gilbert and tells him to get in the ring. I speak up from the entrance ramp that if Gilbert doesn't wrestle, he will never even receive a shot at the World Heavyweight title. Gilbert reluctantly climbs into the ring. Calhoun instructs Missy to leave and calls for the bell. Austin takes control of the match early, but Gilbert takes to the outside to slow the match down. Austin waits in the ring, allowing Gilbert to risk losing by countout. When Gilbert finally makes his way back into the ring, Austin takes control of the match again. At the height of Austin's momentum, Missy climbs onto the ring apron. Austin notices her and flips her off. 
The crowd pops. Missy tells Calhoun to get back to the floor. Gilbert nails Austin with a low blow. Gilbert gets ready to pile drive Austin, but Austin backdrops him. As Gilbert gets to his feet, Austin bounces off the far ropes and takes him down with a thess press, raining down right hands. Austin flips Gilbert off as he gets back to his feet. Gilbert quickly scrambles to his feet and challenges Austin to lock up again. Austin comes in, but Gilbert goes for a kick to the stomach. Austin grabs his foot and throws it to the mat. Gilbert goes for a short lariat, but Austin ducks it. Gilbert turns around, and Austin kicks him in the stomach and stuns him. Missy climbs into the ring to yell at Calhoun and Austin. Austin flips her off again and stuns her. Gilbert starts to stir on the mat. Austin picks him up by the hair, does his little dance to make sure he's in just the right position, flips him off and stuns him a second time to get the pin. Your winner, Stone Cold Steve Austin, in a time of 15 minutes, 45 seconds. With Gilbert not winning the match, the main event, the World Heavyweight title match, stays as planned. Austin Idol versus Gentleman Chris Adams. The Gentleman's feud between Austin Idol and Gentleman Chris Adams has reached a pinnacle in the most unlikely combination for the World Heavyweight title tournament final. Most people wouldn't have seen these two guys getting to the finals of the tournament without some strange booking. The booking itself allows the feud to finally reach an appropriate ending where both wrestlers are satisfied with the feud's ending and having greater respect for each other. The match itself was a very scientific affair. Both wrestlers brought the crowd into the match. Both wrestlers had moments where they almost won the match, but the other kicked out at the very last moment. Finally, Idol gets the win by making Adams submit to the Las Vegas leg lock. Austin Idol is your new world heavyweight champion in a time of 27 minutes, 39 seconds. After Calhoun raises Idol's hand in victory and hands him the title belt, Idol helps Adams to his feet and raises his hand in respect as well. Both men shake hands and prepare to part ways when the lights go out. The Undertaker's music starts to play and the crowd pops loudly. Undertaker makes his way out onto the entrance ramp. He demands the first title shot against Idol because he was robbed of his place in the match. Idol accepts to defend the title in two weeks after Adams' automatic rematch clause. Undertaker refuses and says it should be a triple threat match next week since it was Adams who caused the Undertaker's disqualification in his match against Austin Idol. Both Idol and Adams are more than happy to accept the match. But I'm not there. I'd already left. What's going to happen? Will next week's main event be just an Idol-Adams rematch? And the Undertaker having to wait another week? Or will the Undertaker make himself a part of the match? Or will I find out what's going on and make him part of the match? You'll have to come back next week and find out. All right, that's Pro Wrestling America for this week. Again, next week, we go to the three-episode-a-week format. Confessional Corner on Mondays, going through Article 4 of the Apology of the Augsburg Confession on Justification. Pro Wrestling America on Wednesday, and then digging deeper as we go deeper into the Psalms on Thursdays. I invite you to be here for that all. And 
I encourage you to take advantage of the other things that are on the podcast as well, the moments of meditation, the sermons, all of these things that are there to help you to wrestle with theology this week and every week.